Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. Sanders is a life coach and influencer to millennial women who puts a fresh spin on women's empowerment. Through her training and development brand, CourtneyLSanders.com, Courtney provides online and in-person education for millennial women on a variety of topics, including entrepreneurship, money management, and spirituality. Courtney is particularly passionate about these topics as she personally experienced the consequences of poor habits and a lack of discipline when she found herself failing school and in serious credit card debt by just her sophomore year in college. After educating herself on the ins and outs of personal development, money management, and entrepreneurship, Courtney climbed her way out of debt in a few short years and went on to successfully launch her business. Since then, Courtney has had the opportunity to speak to and develop training programs for several organizations, including the White House during the Obama administration, FDIC, Black MBAs, Credit Karma, and Levo League, among others. Courtney has been featured in numerous online and print publications, including Forbes.com and Essence Magazine. She has also appeared as a TV contributor on ABC affiliates Good Morning Texas. Known for her gift of breaking down complex concepts in a fresh and relatable way, Courtney collectively reaches over 100,000 women every month through her podcasts and social media platforms, where she frequently provides entrepreneurial, financial, and spiritual advice. A Detroit, Michigan native, Courtney holds a Bachelor's of Business Administration and Marketing, and she currently lives in Houston, Texas with her husband and their new baby. So that's her official bio, right? But my personal relationship with Courtney is that I am one of her fans, y'all. I'm a member of her tribe. I have watched her journey back from when she was a think and grow chick to this new and fresh version of her brand, Courtney L. Sanders. And I am super excited to introduce her to the Black Girls of Purpose community. Many of y'all listen to Courtney already. I think that I've talked to at least 10 of my friends who are familiar with what she does and her brand and everything. But when I tell y'all that this was such a divine timing type of conversation, it really was. And I'm hoping that it blesses you exceedingly and abundantly. Y'all know me above all you could ask or think. We split her interview into two parts as well. So this week we're going to get into more of the business side. And then next week we get up close and purposeful and we talk with her about what it means to her to be a black girl with purpose. Just some of the different things that she's learned along her entrepreneurial journey. 
and balancing being a mom and a wife and a Christian woman. It's it, it's just a really, really good interview. So I'm excited for y'all to hear it. And I want y'all to listen all the way to the end because we have an exclusive offer for everyone who's a part of our Black Girls with Purpose community. And I don't want you to miss it, especially if you are an entrepreneur, it is going to change the game. I'm telling you, Queen. So make sure you listen all the way to the end. Now let's go hear from me and Courtney. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So I am so excited. I was telling my listeners just I've been a part of your uh, tribe, quote unquote, for a while. So when I reached out last week and found out you had availability to do this interview, I was really, really excited to be able to connect with you. Um, For people who don't know, I know I just said her bio, but for people who don't know, Courtney has a brand, now it's just the Courtney Sanders brand, but before it was previously known as Think and Grow Chick, and she's just committed to helping women be successful in every area of their life, which I'm just obsessed with, because I think, especially as a Christian woman, sometimes I'm like, okay, Lord, can I do all of these things, or, you know, am I, am I, if I focus too much in this one area, is, are these other things lacking? So I really just love this concept that you have of saying, like, no, you don't have to choose family or faith or finances. It, you, can, you really can be successful in all of those areas. Yeah. Um, but as long as you keep God as a head, I think that's the part there that I would for. <laughs> that's, that's the catch. <laughs> so I know that your business, started out as a side hustle, obviously it's become this really huge success, but how did you develop the patience to wait instead of saying to yourself, hey, I have this fantastic business plan or product or model, and I'm just going to leap out in faith, and God's going to help me like, as I go along with it? Yeah, um, well, part of it was I was married at the time, so mm-hmm. I would say if I was single, you know, I might have been maybe more like risk-taking, like, I'm going to just jump out, and if it doesn't work yeah. out, I'll move back in with my mama. But <laughs> because I had, um, you know, another person that I was responsible to, there, you know, there was that checks and balance. Um, and yeah. so really it was just not only generating the money, which I think a lot of people focus on, you know, how can I mm-hmm. make X, Y, Z in my business, but really being able to do it consistently and being confident in the business model that I had that if I jump out here and I do this, yeah, I can mm. make this much money this month, but will I be able to do it next month and the month thereafter? So yeah. for me, even though I had been making money in my business since like early 2015, I didn't leave till at the end of 2016 because a lot of that money I was just reinvesting. Um, I had mm. hired two virtual assistants while I was at work because I you know, couldn't post on social media while I was working, so I needed them right. to do it for me. So really it was just my focus has always been on building like a sustainable business that will last mm. versus just making money per se. So I didn't jump out there because even though I was making money, that wasn't actually my goal. It was to build mm. a, an actual business. I love that. That ties in so perfectly with this next question. Or what would you say is the best way to reinvest in your business? Like if people had to choose between a course or a virtual assistant like you mentioned, what what do you think is like, okay, if you can't buy anything else for your business or invest in anything else in your business, you should invest in this? Yeah, that's such a good question because it's actually something that um, I'll be talking about with my husband on like this joint master class that we're doing together about planning your business. But really it depends on um, knowing what your business needs are. So um, okay. a lot of times, again, because people get so focused on, oh, I just want to make money, they're not even really clear on like how the money's coming. Like they know mm. that, oh, yeah, I sell this. Like I, I got books and courses and whatever, but there's no planning like, okay, I'm – 
working to sell, you know, I don't know, 100 copies of my book every single month. Mm. We're going to be releasing mm-hmm. 20 courses over the course of the year, and then my goal is to do at least one speaking engagement every quarter. And so if you have all of that mapped out and you know yeah. not only how much revenue it generates, but also how many hours it's going to be required of you and how many resources it's going to be required of you. So it's when you get down to the resource planning that will help you determine if you need to mm. hire like team and people, or if you need more information, like, uh, you know, coaching or consulting or a course, or if you need software and, like, systems and tools. So once you you know, like, what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're supposed to be, um, how many of those revenue sources you're supposed to be generating in order to hit your numbers, that will tell you. So you'll look at it and you'll say, man, okay, I want to, let's say I want to host one event every single month, but I know it's going to take me 20 hours from start to finish to do that event. And because I'm working full-time at my job, I only have, you know, five hours a month to devote to this. Well, now you can have the conversation of, all right, do I need to bring on an assistant? I need to invest my mm-hmm. money there? Or is there some, like, information that I'm missing that can cut down on the amount of hours it takes me to launch this event? So maybe there's a course that I need to, you know, get involved with? Or is there yeah. some sort of software that can, like, you know, cut down on the time that I need to buy? So that's when you can kind of figure out what you need to invest in. But really it's knowing what your revenue sources is, are, what it takes to run your business, and how much is going to be required of you. I love that. Um, I think that, like you said, and I think especially in the age of social media, people just see the fruit, but they don't understand, like, the process that went into planting the seed and watering it Mm -hmm. consistently. And, okay, now I have to prune some stuff. And I know, I think I saw on on your Instagram how you were saying at the beginning, you were kind of just like, okay, this can make money, this can make money, this can make money. But eventually, especially tying to what you're talking about with having a sustainable business model, you have to say, which one of these makes the most sense? And exactly. I know I've even been tempted of saying, okay, Lord, this can make money quickly, but it's like, okay, sis, but do you even care about that? Like long term, is this really what you want to be doing in your business? And if it's not, then yeah. don't start it now because then people are going to be so looking true. for it and you're going to dread it. Kind of tying into that, what do you feel like is a common misconception about entrepreneurship? Mm, um, I would say that that it's um, that it's just about like you're an entrepreneur if you can like make money on your own. And I'm like, mm. no, if you can make money on your own, you're a salesperson. You're not necessarily oh, wow. an entrepreneur. Yeah, there are a lot of salespeople out here who are fronting like they're entrepreneurs, but you're not an entrepreneur until you can build an actual business that makes the money for you. So. A lot of times, you know, people are running out here and they're just like, oh, I can hustle up this and I can do that and I'm an entrepreneur and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, not quite, you're on your road to it, but do you have systems in place? Do you have a business model? Like, you know, is this sustainable without you constantly having to drive revenue all the time? So I think that's the yeah. biggest misconception. I love that. You are not an entrepreneur. You are a salesperson. It's like, ooh, yeah. that hurts a little bit. Okay, am I an entrepreneur? Then I said, okay, I need y'all to ask everybody have a come to Jesus moment. Are you an entrepreneur or are yeah. you just a really good salesperson? I think my dad had said something uh, back when, because I, I had a logo and website design company, and we were doing really well last year, and then stuff started to dry up. And he told me, he said, Bree, you haven't created a business. You just created another job for yourself. He said, because you're not out doing everything, then your business isn't getting done. He said, a real business is, is hiring other people. So even if you're not at work, your business is still making money. Or even in the, in, in, like in your uh, business model, 
okay, I have a lot of digital products, so I can be on a beach with my family and people can still be purchasing these products. And that's a business versus a sales goal or or, or exactly. a, just a, a simple, yeah, I just, and that concept, again, it, it's humbling because you really do have to ask yourself, do I have what it takes to sustain this? And then am I committed enough to work it consistently in order to, uh, in order for me to build it up to a business? Or am I just like, okay, I just want to get rich quick? Yep, there it is, there it is. Now, Speaking of having a team, how is that process? I know back in 2017, I think you had a team of maybe five or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five and at the time. Now it's down to three. Okay. Yeah, so, um, I mean, for now, I feel like I'm in a good place where I'm mm-hmm. scaling appropriately. I felt like before yeah. um, I tried to scale too fast where it was like, oh, because mm-hmm. you have all this stuff going on and because you're making this level of money, now you're supposed to, you know, mm-hmm. hire people. But I was just hiring people because I thought I was supposed to and not because mm. there was something specifically that, like, I needed them to do that could be yeah. tied to, you know, revenue or something in my bottom line. And so mm-hmm. pretty quickly I found that I had, like, two U.S.-based people with, like, full salaries. Like, both of them are making more wow. than what I was even making when I was working my 9-to-5 job. But I oh, didn't really wow. have – it's not that I didn't have the work for them, but the work that they were doing, like, I couldn't justify financially. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the more I started to see that, then I was like, dang, I painted myself into a corner because I know they are depending on me for a paycheck. I know, you know, I am responsible in a way for, like, their household. But yeah. from a business standpoint and from what I'm supposed to be doing, this is not financially healthy for my business. Like, yeah. th- this doesn't make sense. So it's definitely tough having to essentially – you know, laying them off, but, um, you know, the next challenging Mm -hmm. part was even when I got back to a place where I was like, okay, it is time for me to start hiring people again, and um, I could figure out different tasks that I needed to do that could be mapped to revenue where it made financial sense. I then Mm -hmm. had to have a conversation about, is this person the best person for the role? So not only was I hiring prematurely, but I wasn't hiring based on actual, um, you know, character traits and skill sets. So one thing that I learned that has been really helpful for me is um, don't necessarily hire for the skill because you can teach the skill. Hire for the okay. character trait. That's big. So, okay. you know, you might have someone who has a skill of administrative work or sales or whatever, but if their character trait is that they are not punctual or they're not tech savvy or they're not professional or any of those things, it really doesn't matter if they have the skill set, you're still going to have trouble with them as, you know, an employee or a staff person. So now mm-hmm. I look more so, what is the character traits of somebody that I need for this particular position? Like I'll look at what I need then, and instead of saying, okay, do I need somebody who understands like WordPress or do I need someone who, mm-hmm. you know, is familiar with Instagram or any of those things, before I even ask that, I say, okay, do I need someone who is punctual? Do I need someone who is personable because this is a people-facing f- uh, role and they're going to be answering mm-hmm. emails for me, that kind of thing. So I figure out the character traits, and then I hire based on that, and then I'll determine, okay, do you have the skills that I need? Are these skills that I can teach you or that I'm willing to teach you? Yeah, I love that. Speaking of character traits, how do you feel like being a business owner who is a Christian has directed your steps in terms of hiring people or even developing products in in your business? Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> it's changed everything. Um mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really conscious of um 
not bringing like the mindset of the world into my business or into my mm-hmm. products. And I feel like that was a mistake that I did previously because I wasn't like so bold and like, yes, you know, Jesus is my CEO. And even though I was mm-hmm. a Christian, like he really wasn't. Like I was my CEO. I was kind of doing what <laughs> right. I wanted to do. And so I wasn't really, um, you know, judicious or I wasn't discerning about who I was receiving information from and who I was receiving help from. Um, so I was just kind of picking mm-hmm. up anything. And you have to realize, like, people are out here influenced by the world. Like, there is, you know, that we, uh, Paul, I think, talks about, like, you know, powers and principalities and, like, the prince of yeah. the air. Like, literally, people are out here walking, just, you know, picking up stuff and believing things that they think are them, mm-hmm. but it's really you know, kind of demonically influenced and they don't even know that yeah. they're picking that up. And so yeah. if you're then like consuming all of that and you're not being discerning about who you kind of let into your space and who you're receiving information from, you can kind of put that into your business. And as a Christian, the, mud- the waters get really muddy then because you're, you know, um, engaging or thinking about things in a way that's kind of in conflict to how the Holy Spirit would have you do it. So mm. now I'm just very upfront with people about how we do yeah. things here and, yeah. um, you know, very scripturally driven in terms, not just in terms of how I run my business, but the way I run my business and even the content that, you know, I want to mm. teach. And it's very yeah. subtle. Like, um, like even right now, I, I had a, I just sent out an email about this uh, master class I'm doing with my husband and a, a friend and colleague of mine that, like, um, you know, hit me up, like, oh, I saw your email. This is really cool. I, li- I like what you're doing. And I had shared that part of the reason why I wanted to do this class and why I wanted to bring my husband involved was because, I wanted to have a conversation with women in the empowerment space about understanding that when you're married, like, you have to let go of this whole, like, independent woman thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you need to be interdependent. Your purpose, yeah. your destiny is very much tied to your spouse. And I don't yeah. see a lot of people sharing that, even um, yeah. for content that's for married women. Like, in the world, it's very, like, you know, I am woman, hear me roar, I do what I want, yeah. like, forget him, he needs to just, you know, be it. And yeah. I'm like, I mean, that might work when you're single, but when you, like, are literally one flesh with somebody, you have to let that mindset mm-hmm. go. And so, yeah. even a lot of my content, I'm trying to, like, drop nuggets around that because I understand how important it is to shift people's mindset because the world yeah. is saying something opposite. So, it's just little subtle things like that where um, yeah. just making sure that people understand that my perspective is, like, Holy Spirit-driven and not driven by yeah. the ways of the world. And I love that so much, Courtney, because that's something I battled with. Even So I, I, I got married in 2016, and then six months later I got pregnant, and it was not it was not planned. I was like, Lord, what are you doing right now? This is like I got a three-year plan. The, the baby comes in year three of the marriage, not in years like one. Like what are right. you doing right now? And I battled so much with it to the point where even after my son was born, I remember – trying to operate as if I had before, like, okay, people would see me out at events, and they say, oh, my gosh, girl, your snapback is crazy, and I'm like, I know, girl, I know I'm a mama, but I, I got stuff I got to do, and God mm-hmm. was like, you are out of order, ma'am, and mm-hmm. even that business I was telling you about, Brands by Bree, last at the end of last year, he told me to stop because he said, you are so focused on this business and the revenue goals, you are neglecting your first ministry. And I talked about this in the Sabbath and self-care series that we did on the podcast last month, I believe. And I was talking about how I was up really late doing click funnels and sales funnels and writing copy and my house was a mess and I hadn't (laughs) brushed my teeth and my hair looked crazy. And I was like, okay, this is not a good 
if you're supposed to be me, because I think that's what we miss too, is that we are Christ ambassadors starting in our home. So mm-hmm. if you as a wife or as a mom are, are that's what, the image you're showing your family is, hey, there are other things that are more important than you, then you're not a good representation of me right now because that's not what my word is. And I was like, oh, so Lord, wait, what? I just, you know, I'm just trying to make sure I'm, like, flourishing in what you called me to do. But what I've learned even in this past week, it's like I'm not going to require you to do anything that will make you have to neglect your family. There like, you he go. will make room for everything, which is r- really yep. a blessing. Mm-hmm. So speaking of family and babies, what do you feel like uh, being a mom has taught you? I know you did a, st- a, st- a talk about how birthing businesses is similar to birthing babies. Um, yeah. What do you think is, like, man. the one lesson you're like, oh, man, here he is? <laughs> oh, so many. Um, I guess I was going to say efficiency, but also stamina. Mm. So I'll say both of those. Like, okay. um, I think we're a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And when you have mm-hmm. a kid, it kind of forces you to lean into that strength. So I have stamina in ways that I didn't realize that I did before. Like mm-hmm. even, yeah. um, you know, needing to stay up at night to deal with the baby or they're waking up and then you have like an obligation in the morning, you know. Before yeah. I had kids, to be like, oh, no, I'm too tired. I could never, you know, do that. But <laughs> When you have kids, you just do it. You know, you don't even question it. It's just whatever needs to get done gets done, you know. Yeah. I remember when um, my son had, like, the stomach flu, and then he gave me the stomach flu, and so he was, like, vomiting everywhere, and then so was I, but then I had to, like, oh clean up him and myself, and I was, like, up all night. And before, <laughs> I was, like, there's there's no way that I'd be able to, like, manage this or to survive, but mm-hmm. I didn't even think, like, can I do it? I just did it. And so mother yeah. really taught me how to just, press in and just do what needs to be done instead of always getting in your head and, like, asking yourself, like, am I strong enough to do this? I don't know. And then that's where, like, self-doubt comes in, where motherhood Mm -hmm. forces you to, like, just do what needs to be done. Um, But also efficiency. Um, Motherhood has really killed that, uh, like, workaholic thing that I had before, which is also really celebrated in our culture because, especially when your kids are little, you don't have these, like, long eight, nine, ten-hour stretches to, like, just you know, leisurely work at your business and, like, you know, fool around with, like, ideas or whatever. For me, at most, I get, like, an hour snatch here, a two-hour snatch here, you know, and I don't really get a stretch until the evening, but even at that time, I need to go to sleep. So if my son's going down at 7 or 8 and I'm spending time with my husband, we're having dinner, you know, at most, I can work from, like, 9 to midnight, and I'm not trying to work, you know, later than that because i got to get up at 6 in the morning because that's when he gets up. So um, it's really taught me to just focus on what's essential and truly what God mm-hmm. is having me to do, and it's forced me to, like, leave the rest to him. So, like I was mm-hmm. mentioning these speaking engagements, before I was, like, doing all this research and, like, okay, who spoke at what conference last year and how can I pitch this mm-hmm. conference and, you know, make myself sound great. And God's like, no, like, focus on the programs that I have you doing, your more than one club, yeah. like, your podcast. That's been another thing, my podcast, like, getting that out really consistently, coming out on the same day every week, those emails going out. Mm-hmm. I've been focusing on that and all the other stuff yeah. that's been falling into place. Um, yeah. And I've been doing it in those one, two, and three-hour segments of time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Two scriptures came to my mind when you were talking. The first one was, in Pro- I think it's Proverbs twenty two nineteen. It says, when a, get- when a man gets me- up, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. That, in regard to the speaking engagements, like you don't have to go out and look for it because God's just going to provide it for you. And then even another scripture says, young lions like food and go hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And when, when I read that scripture, I thought about how, I was like, okay, Lord, why did you use the, 
analogy of a lion, and I thought about how lions go out and hunt their food. And what God was showing me through that, he said, I don't, if, if, this, if you're not seeking me, you can go out there and you can hunt, but nothing, if everything's going to dry up like, because I, I need you to focus on me. And I think that there are people who sometimes experience dry seasons in their life and they attribute it to the enemy, like, oh, he's trying to block my blessings. He try, and God's like, no, this, that's actually me. I'm, I'm, I'm drying some stuff up because I need you to refocus. I need you to, to live out Matthew 6:33. Seek ye first the right. kingdom of God and all these righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. I shared on the podcast this month that we've also uh, we've been talking about Esther. In our first episode, we said that her life shows us that we are positioned for a purpose. So what greater purpose have you seen behind the work you do, especially since you've done this rebrand? Yeah, um, the, honestly, the biggest purpose is presenting Jesus in a new light. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think people think, that you have to be like a certain type of person or a certain type of way. I feel like I don't necessarily fit the traditional like churchy like Christian mold. Um, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but like I didn't grow up that way. Um, my family yeah. was like sort of in the church, but not like heavily. So um, yeah. a lot of like the church isms and stuff, I just like never picked up on. Um, and when I came to faith, actually through my husband, we were dating, um, and he was getting his theology degree and. Um, he had all these, like, apologetics books around, and I would ask him all these questions about, like, the historical evidence for Jesus or the scientific evidence or whatever, and he mm-hmm. was the first person who, like, had actual, like, yeah, did you know this? You should read this. And I was like, shut up. Mm-hmm. This is, like, true. Like, I thought the Bible was something that, like, your grandmama believed in, but this is, like, legit. Right. Like, this is actually true. So that was, like, mind-blowing for me. So um, mm-hmm. I, because I came to faith that way, I want to pos- position God in the same way in my work. So mm-hmm. I know in the self-help industry or in the business industry or this whole kind of like success motivation field, um, the biggest complaint people have is that they get all riled up on this content. They read these books. They listen to these podcasts. They go to these webinars. They go to these events. Mm-hmm. And they're like hyped for a while, but then the high comes down, and they're really no better than what they started. Like nothing mm-hmm. in their life changes. And the thing that God really pressed upon me was that if you teach people what I teach you, if you teach people what I tell you, they're actually going to have transformation and it'll yeah. be unlike anything else that they've experienced from other world-based, you know, motivational people. And mm-hmm. they'll come to you and they'll say, where are you getting this from? And the whole point is if yeah. I'm old, I'm like, uh, I get it from Jesus. Then yeah. that's when it's like, oh, let me reconsider this. So it's one thing for yeah. me to like, preach at you or say, like, oh, this is the truth, you should believe this, da, da, da. But if you listen mm-hmm. to my content and you try what I'm telling you and it's actually working and your life is being changed and your relationship yeah. is being changed and you're seeing fruit, now you're yeah. going to be more like, okay, let me, like, for real consider what this is talking about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's really my, like, secret, not secret mission yeah. is, um, you know, to get people to, to do what I'm saying because I'm, I'm getting it from God and for their lives yeah. to be changed and for them to actually want to consider Christ. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's, it's like showing people, hey, Jesus is for intellectuals too. Like I know yes. you think, well, you've been told that he's just for all these hippie people who don't do anything mm-hmm. outside of pray and fast. And God convicted me of that last week. There's a a prayer room here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go to the prayer room this week. Like, we're going to have an encounter. And no matter how I tried, I could not get to the prayer room. But I was having all these divine encounters at the bank and at Starbucks and at Walmart. And God was like, you do know I'm not just at the church, right? Like, I – and he just – 
he was like, I have these change agents that are in these different places. And I know for me, I used to wish that I was in full-time ministry. Like, I was like, Lord, man, I just want to work at the church because I know that, like, if, if bringing people to Jesus is a part of my job description, then I don't have to worry about when I get to heaven. And someone actually told me, they said, we need people in the marketplace to bring people into the church. They said, because as a, as a pastor, as a shepherd, our main goal and our main responsibility is making sure the flock here is taken care of. So if we're trying to focus mm-hmm. equally on bringing people in and the flock, like something is going to drop. And I had never thought about it like that, honestly. So now I'm like, God, thank you for putting me in the marketplace. Thank you for allowing me to bring people into the church that might not be here ordinarily or even with our the podcast that we do like this is a bible study for real someone asked me they said what's your podcast about and I realized I said it's a bible study we just get into the (laughs) word we talk about it you know I I apply it to real life things but we just reading God's word on 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 the podcast that's really what it is you know and (laughs) it's just been cool because people I, I I kind of wrote to myself, I said, I think people are attracted to our black girl magic, but then they're like, oh, wait, there's, cause, and they like the title, right, Black Girls of Purpose. That sounds fantastic. But then they're like, oh, wait, yeah. there's a little bit more to this, kind of like what you were just saying. All right, Purpose Peeps. So that is it for part one of this interview, but I did promise you a goodie if you listened all the way to the end. So you may have heard Courtney mention a masterclass that she did with her husband. It's actually called the Like a Boss Masterclass. And I went through the Like a Boss Masterclass myself just to get clarity on what the revenue streams are for my business, what was bringing in the most income, what was taking up the most time. It just really helped me y'all to structure my brain to think of my business as a business and not as a hobby or a side hustle or that type of thing. And so I told Courtney that the course was so helpful to me that I wanted to be able to offer it to our Black Girls of Purpose community. And I asked her if she'd be willing to give us a coupon and she said yes. So if you go to CourtneyLSanders.com slash like a boss, you'll see the like a boss masterclass. And if you enter coupon code purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-E, then you can get 50% off of that class, y'all. What? 50% off? They don't even do that at Ross, okay? So go to CourtneyLSanders.com slash likeaboss and enter coupon code PURPOSE to get 50% off her Like a Boss Masterclass, and she's offering that just for our Black Girls of Purpose listeners. Now, I shared, this week we focused on business, so I hope that if you are an entrepreneur, a business owner, even if you're a salesperson like we talked about, that you're feeling motivated to go out there and make some changes in your business or to actually turn what you're selling into a business. And then I hope that you will also come back next week and just get some inspiration for your soul. Cause I tell you, me and Courtney really went to church on the phone. Uh, I love y'all so much. Y'all know that I care about you deeply. Um, I wanna let y'all know that we will not be having an Instagram live Bible study this week. So if you are listening, it is the week of the 16th, July 16th, and we will not be having a Bible study this week. Um, I have a few things that I'm working on behind the scenes and I wanna be able to roll those out on the Bible studies, and my in-laws are in town, so I want to be able to spend time with that side of our family. So please stay tuned. If you're not on our email list already, join it at blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join, and that's the best place to find out the latest updates, anything that I may not even share on our social media feed. And then if you're not following us on Instagram, go ahead and do that, at blackgirlswithpurpose. But thank y'all so much, and we will talk to you next week.